you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. It is an open door to the hidden soul where hope, help, and healing resides. Hello, everyone. I bid you greetings in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. This week and for the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about prayer. Why? Because prayer is an essential part of the Christian life, and the benefits are well beyond explanation. I don't know if I've ever shared with you that I'm married, and my husband is often used as an inspiration for some of my musings. My husband is a popcorn aficionado. He plans his week of eating around popcorn, and it's usually relegated for one day of the week, and it is looked forward to like the wonder of a child waiting for Christmas morning. His process is quite detailed. None of that microwave stuff for him. He has a process. He gets his ingredients all laid out on the counter. The popcorn popper, the canola oil, the butter, yes, oil and butter. And he mustn't forget his red devil seasoning powder and a big bowl, enough to receive those fluffy balls of popcorn that will flow after being placed in that hot oil, causing those kernels which he has carefully measured to pop. He's very disciplined about this exercise. One other thing about his popcorn event is that he won't share his popcorn. He will ask you several times, are you sure you don't want any? Because I'm not sharing. Even though this is a regular practice, he literally salivates with expectation every time he prepares his weekly treat. It made me think about the anticipation and expectation he has in those kernels of popcorn or those kernels of corn, the confidence that he has that they'll pop and it'll be delicious. Imagine if we had that same kind of anticipation and expectation when it came to prayer. I thought, what would happen if you had a set time where you scheduled your meeting time with God? You prepared your space, set aside everything, and planned for such an event. Maybe you have a prayer cloth. I'll never forget a friend brought me back a shawl from Israel, and it had been anointed and blessed. Maybe I should pull that shawl out. It's so pretty. I didn't want to get it dirty, so I put it on the shelf. But after thinking about prayer and prayer this week, I think I'm going to pull that shawl out. Maybe in your quiet space or your prayer as you're preparing and setting up your space, maybe you need to bring your Bible. God may speak to you, encouraging you to engage with him through the word to open your book or open your Bible to a specific passage of scripture. My husband's relationship with popcorn is intimate. It is the kind of relationship God wants with us. And just like my husband plans his time of this joyous treat, so should the time of prayer be a joyous one of intimacy and revelation. When you go to God in prayer, just like that popcorn kernel, we receive the anointing oil of his presence. We're being transformed, enlarged. Our spirit is increased, being prepared for the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is defined as power. It is explosive, helping us to face any giants in our life. But not just giants, but anything that comes in opposition to the will of God. 
the ability to abide in this foreign land, this place where we are sojourners. This earth here, this is not our home. Heaven is our home. It is in prayer that we experience the peace that God gives. And he gives us the power. He, he anoints us and he gives us the power to lay hands on the sick. And through prayer, we can speak to those things that go against the will and the will of God because he's giving us his power to speak to those things. We need that power, especially when we pray, especially when we're praying, thy will be done, thy kingdom come. You need that kind of power to accept the will of God, which may go against your own will. It reminds me of the story of Elijah when he was on Mount Carmel, found in the First Kings chapter 18. And it was the time of the afternoon sacrifice. And as he approached the altar, he prayed, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove now that you are the God of Israel and that I am your servant and have done all this at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so that this people will know that you, the Lord, are God and that you are bringing them back to yourself. And it was after that prayer that the Lord sent fire and that fire burned up the sacrifice. It burned up the wood and the stone, scorched the earth and dried up the water in the trench. When the people saw this, they threw themselves on the ground and they exclaimed, the Lord is God. The Lord alone is God. The, the apostle Luke, in his uh, penning of the Acts of the Apostles, he proclaimed that the Holy Spirit was power and they were waiting for that power at Pentecost, that they would receive that power when that spirit came, when the Holy Spirit came upon them. The church increased by the power of the Holy Spirit poured out at that, at that Pentecost moment. Never diminish the power of prayer. Praying the will of God in Jesus' name is praying in power. It is a time where we are laying aside all of our personal wants, our personal desires to accomplish the will of God. It is the anointing oil of his Holy Spirit that empowers us to pray that way. And once that power is executed, it can and will accomplish what God set it out on the earth to do. When you pray like that, you are not acting or praying in your own strength, but in the strength and the authority of God himself. Now, that does not mean you cannot ask for things in prayer, but engaging the Holy Spirit's presence ensures that you're praying the will of God. And when you're praying like that, you can be assured that God will answer and deliver as he has promised. So you see how I could relate my husband's popcorn to prayer? There is an attitude of expectation, preparation, anticipation, explosion, and joy as we walk through prayer, or as we go through prayer, we are tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. God does know everything, but we don't. And But prayer, what it does, it opens up our understanding so that we too may partake in his wisdom, so that we might gain not only understanding, but wisdom and knowledge it is a chance to taste and see how good God really is. Prayer aids in bringing peace when things are convoluted or defy explanation. Not everything that happens to you is by the will of God. And it is during that time of intimacy, the time of prayer, the time of shutting oneself off that he can open the door to allow you to come in and commune with him. But he's opening the door. He's standing behind the door knocking. He's waiting for you to open the door 
to become one with him, releasing the pressures of life, bringing increased vision and heightened perspective. You may never look at popcorn the same way again. I guarantee you, if you allow yourself to rest in his presence, prayer will take on a whole new meaning. It won't be rote. You won't sit and think, what do I say? Because it will be the Spirit speaking for you. So as I close today, I'd like to pray with you. But more than anything, I'd like you to invite the presence of God's Spirit into your spirit, that you might become one with Him, that you might be obedient to His will, and that you would look forward to those times, to spending those moments communing with Him. What a holy and sovereign God we serve. Will you pray along with me? Father, you are the creator and sustainer of life. You have breathed into us and gave us a part of yourself. Oh God, we are so thankful for your ongoing grace and mercy. You look down on us and you've allowed us to enter into your holy sanctuary, the holy of holies, to commune with you. We, sinful flesh, are allowed in your presence. In prayer, we're reminded of the special relationship we have with you and that it is your desire that we seek you in everything that we do. Nothing is too great or too small. As we travail in this land of unrest, this land of disease and death and of hopelessness, your hand has kept us. It has provided for us and it has guided us. You've stayed the hand of the enemy and allowed us one more day to share in the work of Christ right here on earth. As we reflect on each day, may we never forget the love you poured on us and the love that you call us to give to others. Help us to be like you in sacrifice, in love, and most of all in mercy. May our prayers align with your will as we humbly submit our lives to you. Amen. God bless you.